money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, training, coaching, partnering. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show. Uh, the tip of the week for today is uh, what I call favorite seller quotes. And I have so many of these, but I'm going to go through some of the ones that I heard just uh, yesterday as I was talking to another investor. And these are some of the quotes uh, basically that she used. All right. I'm going to go ahead and lay them all out here. So when you are talking to a seller, are you always talking to the seller? No. You're talking to someone who maybe thinks that they have control of the house and maybe who does or does not have control of the house, right? So one of my favorite uh, things that I get to hear all the time is when I'm interviewing people and I'm talking to sellers, going through all of my questions and I've got about 82 different questions that I ask every seller every time I talk to them to make sure that I don't miss something and get surprised and punched in the face right before we're going to closing. So one of the questions that I always like to ask is who else is on title? Who else is on this deed? Okay. Now, some people have, uh, uh, some sellers have what I call seller amnesia. Uh, some sellers have what I'll call um, uh, seller uh, legal rules. Uh, uh, and, and, and I'm sure there are many other euphemisms that you can apply here. Uh, probably one of my favorite ones is a, a particular property that I got to and the seller said, I'm the only heir. I'm the only heir to this property, no one else. Okay, wonderful, fantastic. Who's gonna be the judge of that? The title company. Because the title company is gonna, gonna find your family tree whether you want to or not, okay? The title company um, is, is probably an investor in 23andMe. And, and who's the, who's, who's the daddy.com, right? So the title company is going to find this out, is gonna find you out here. Uh, and, and you laugh, but this is true. So, so probably one of my favorite quotes from a seller is, is, is after we, you know, I'm the only heir, or me and my you know, brother are the only heir, get to right before we're supposed to close. And the title company says, well, who's this guy? with the same last name and the same nose and the same teeth and the same eyes and the same hair, right? Who's, who's this fella? And uh, sometimes, uh, probably my favorite one is, is literally, and, and this is a quote, well, nobody ever liked that brother anyway. I'm sorry, I, I'm not an attorney, but I don't, think, I don't think that's part of the Texas legal plan. I don't know about you guys, right? Uh, another one has said, well, that brother's dead. Okay, wonderful, does that brother have children? Well, we haven't talked to any of that side of the family for years anyway. What does Texas law think about that? No, Texas law needs them to sign as well. So this is seller logic here, guys, and seller logic is not like, does not always abide by the legal system. Uh, that sister is in jail, right? No one's talked to her and, and, and forever. That sister moved away. Well, where did she move to? Well, South Texas. Is that like outer space? Like, is that area not covered by law? You know, and the answer is no. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and no one liked that brother. No one talks to that brother anymore. Uh, they divorce. So this is another big one. Uh, so if you owned that property and you live there together, Texas is a, what kind of a state? Community property state. 
So we gotta have some signatures from the prior spouses, unless what? Unless what? It's, it, they're divorced, and the ownership of the house is covered in the divorce decree, and just can't, you just can't tell me, oh no, I got the house in the divorce. The title company is going to want to see that decree, and the title company is going to want that a notarized doc version of that. They're going to want that submitted so that they can have proof just in case the wife ever comes back and says, oh no, no, why didn't I get to sign off on that? That was partially my house as well. So the particular situation that I ran in yesterday, and this was really, uh, this was, you know, some, some, of, these, some of these stories in, in real estate investing uh, is kind of like a telenovela, like, you know, divorce, bankruptcy, you know, alimony, child support, judgment, lien, you know, and, and some of these things go on and on and on. And, 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 and sometimes can be like, you know, interesting to, 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 to read. Uh, but, but so in this particular situation, uh, the, the other investor called me to ask for my advice and my experience with the situation. So, so uh, there was a gentleman um, and in the last uh, two years had a COVID romance. And as part of the COVID romance, the uh, girlfriend moved in with him, okay? And so the girlfriend is saying, well, I have you know, rights to this property. This property is now my property. Well, there's no COVID law that uh, covers that. That's not part of the um, stimulus package, uh, right? That you get your uh, COVID boyfriend's uh, uh, house. Uh, so so the, the investor was talking to, and, and, the, and she's like, get out, I'm not gonna sell this house to you. And at the same time, it, do you think she's making any payments on this house? She's not making a single payment on this house. So again, it's part of, the co her, her, part of her personal COVID stimulus package, right? So uh, then it turns out that the investor is, is talking to one of the daughters of, of, the, of this gentleman here who's passed away. And then, uh, and then she gets a little further into the story and she's like, well, you know, there was a will and I'm like, wonderful, this will solve everything. Well, you know, in the will, it was, he wrote the will um, before he got the house and while he was married to his ex-wife. And in the will, he wrote his kids out of the will, and he wrote his now ex-wife into the will. Gets more interesting, doesn't it? What do you do here? Who's, who's, the, person, who's the person who she's talking to? The daughter who may not have any interest in the property. So, so but the daughter is trying to explain this away to the investor as if the investor is going to be able to close this transaction with title insurance and be sold to it by anyone who actually owns it. Fascinating, right? I could tell you story after story of people who will sell you houses who don't actually own them, including uh, probably one of my favorite ones. It was, uh, it was <laughs> this is, I mean, truth is stranger than fiction, right? Truth is stranger than fiction. Never is that saying more true than in real estate investing, okay? So, so uh, we found a property one time, uh, and this is not listed on this, on this uh, set of items here. We found a property one time, uh, we, were thought we were talking to the seller, wrote up the contract, sent it over to the title company. The title company said, who in the heck is this person who you, know, you signed this contract with? Well, they told us they were the seller. No, they're not the seller. I don't know, there's, there's, there's two brothers who own this property. 
Okay, so we called up the guy who we put it under contract with, and you know, what did the guy say? These two brothers, one of them um, owes me money. Apparently, as part of a drug deal gone bad. Okay, so I don't know if it was like the headlock version, like sign here, or what had happened here. Uh, so, and then one of the other brothers was like in an insane, insane asylum. So these are the type of interesting issues that we, you know, encounter as real estate investors. And believe it or not, we got through that and got everything done. And, and you know, we basically put drug dealer and, and uh, debt owing, you know, uh, uh, owner, son, or uh, brother uh, into one room and said, here's the money you guys decide how you want to split this up, right? but we still had to have the owner actually come to sign. So, true the stranger in fiction, uh, these, these are things that, that happen. Uh, these are seller, this is seller logic and some favorite seller quotes. Uh, they're going to sound very convincing when they tell you this stuff, okay? It's your job to be able to keep asking questions. It's your job uh, to, uh, uh, be, to continue to be curious. So I will tell you what all of these quotes have in common they have nothing to do with how law works in Texas, right? And for us as a real estate investor, do we not want to make sure that uh, when we are closing, we're closing in a title company, we're closing with title insurance to make sure that our interests are protected in the property. Guys, you can close not at a title, and, and I wanna make sure this snippet doesn't like just get out just in this little piece, so I, I wanna make sure you listen to the whole thing. You guys can close not at a title company, you guys can close not at a, uh, with title insurance all day long, just understand there are incredible risk in doing that, meaning you may not have a marketable title to your next buyer, right? So don't be rushed into a deal. Don't uh, fall into uh, and start believing some of this seller logic uh, uh, and, 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 and know that some of these things will create these big headaches right before you're closing. And in fact, they may completely blow up your deal, especially if the deal has a timeline, right, with a foreclosure auction. So probably what was, I'm gonna go back to the first story, not we're gonna leave the drug dealing brothers aside. So we're gonna go back to the first story with the uh, COVID girl friend with the heirs that were disinherited and the property that might be going to the wife, right? So uh, in, in that story, um, uh, uh, there, there's a couple more details to it. It's also going to foreclosure next Tuesday, okay? So there, the investor is calling the trustee and saying, hey, I need you to stop this. We're, you know, we're kind of getting all this figured out. The guy died, give us some time. So, so the trustee says, okay, but you have to get me these three things. I need a contract, I need proof of funds that you can buy it for cash, and I need to see an airship affidavit. So the investor's like, well, I don't, why would I give them an airship affidavit? The heirs might not even own it. The girlfriend's saying she has a right to it, and it might actually be the ex-wife's. And I'm like, well, you know that, I know that. I don't think the seller logic, or the heir logic people necessarily know that but the trustee does not know that. And what is the number one thing that we have to do? We have to stop the auction, right? So yes, yes sir, Mr. Trustee, I'm gonna get all this stuff to you, even though I know this, is, this won't work in the end. As a real estate investor, we have to be going down parallel paths to be able to get to the end goal at the end of the day. So number one thing is to stop the auction. 
And to do that, we're gonna do some things that we may not end up using at the end of the day, but who cares? You guys follow that? And stopping the auction will give us enough time to kind of figure out what's seller logic, what's Texas law, what this will says, if there's another will, and all of these different things. Uh, so so uh, uh, just, just, just be aware of that. It makes, it, it makes real estate investing both adventurous and fun, uh, <laughs> even though it may not feel that way when you're kind of listening to the story right now. Uh, but uh, how do you prevent uh, a major problem? You have to ask really, really, really what feels like uncomfortable questions, okay? Uh, you have to be curious. Um, uh, you have to ask like, you know, well, if, if your neighbors were alive, you know, would they say that there were any other children? If your, you know, the, 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 you know, your pastor was still alive, would they say, you know, is there anybody else who might say that your story is incorrect, right? Or is there anything that if we were using 23andMe, you know, DNA genetic studies, would might find out that is, is incorrect here? Because I'd like to know this before we go any further. Uh, and also, uh, you know, um, uh, tell, share, share the stories that I have. So one of the reasons why we share what we call this tribal knowledge is so you guys can be more powerful when you all are out in the field yourselves. You follow that? So if you can share this story where I was talking to another investor the other day, or you make it your own story, another property that I dealt with that was not dissimilar to this, we found out right at the last minute that there was another heir. And it blew the entire deal. It would break my heart if you lost all of the equity in this deal because I wasn't asking the right questions. I think so too. So, so ask those very uncomfortable questions as early on as you possibly can. So guys, uh, that is our tip of the week. I hope you found that uh, useful uh, and maybe terrifying and maybe both, I don't know. Uh, but we're excited to be able to share those tips with you uh, every week on what it's like to be a real estate investors. Uh, so how Texas REAs can help you guys. Uh, for us, we learned a very long time ago that the more resourced you are, the more knowledge, what I call tribal knowledge that you have, the more successful you will be in your own business. Uh, and what we find is a lot of times investors are not getting the uh, information that they need because, and I'll ask the question, how many of you guys are at university right now? How many of you guys are at YouTube University right now? Oh yeah, okay, it's okay, it's okay. Uh, but, but sometimes what I find is from, for people who are at YouTube University, you're getting your information for some wild and you know, fun and energetic and crazy guys, right? Uh, who can really like, you know, hold a mic and, and, and run a show. But where do they live? No idea, right? Where do you need them to live? Where you are investing, right? So stop taking advice from the guy who has a gazillion followers and start taking advice from people who are investing, living, and working where you want to invest in real estate, right? So. Uh, that would be my uh, uh, that would be my guidance and coaching for you guys. I don't want you all to uh, kill yourself uh, trying to figure it out yourself. What I find is a lot of brand new investors are playing uh, pin the tail on the donkey, right? You know, it's like they're blindfolded, they're turned around, and they're like, okay, go you know go out there. Best of luck to you. Uh, so we don't want you guys uh, doing that. Uh, we want you to leverage all the different knowledge that we've built up over this time so that uh, you can be more successful uh, and faster. So that's one of the reasons why we do this. 
It is also to um, continue to give back to this community. This community has been serving me uh, deals, opportunity, funding, knowledge, shortcuts. Uh, since I went, walked into my first Real Estate Investor Association meeting almost 20 years ago. Uh, so, so that's why I continue to carry the torch and give back. So uh, that's, that's how we can be of service to you guys. Texas's largest real estate investor association at TexasStarterKit.com. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at TexasStarterKit.com.